Hey everybody, it's Brian. Sorry for the major delay in episodes. Everyone's summer has been really busy, but we should be back on our regular release schedule for future episodes. In this episode, we discuss mental health issues and the death of Anthony Bourdain. This is a content warning for the following. Suicide, mental health issues, and alcohol and substance abuse. That content starts around the 12 minute mark, so if you just want to enjoy 12 minutes of all of us talking about candy and soda, I hope you enjoy that. That's it for me. And we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Need Salt, the bi-monthly, k- kind of, we're trying to trying to hammer out some details, uh, food and cooking podcast where your hosts talk about how they feel about the things we put in our mouths. I'm your host, Vince. I'm your host, Kev. Brian. Shit, Kev, we always do this. Damn we always start at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, we're uh, making candy penises and candy vaginas Make sweet, sweet candy love. Is that where runs come from? Is that that is where runs come from? <laughs> Have you seen the, uh, I don't know, like the brand name, but they're like 4D gummies, like the Lego gummy bricks and Lego like 3D gummy bears. What? Yeah, they like they're Lego gummies that interlock with each other, so you can make like a gummy wall. What? Oh, you can like they're you can make things out of it and well then i saw it? the the whole thing like if you make if you like you can make them in like in like lego molds and they sell at the lego store and shit and like you can like build shit out of those i've seen that because they're like actual like actual lego size with the holes in it i want to i want to build a, a lego gummy penis speaking of lego gummy penises uh so if when you go to a candy store you go to a candy store you're gonna buy some candy it's like fucking it has the all the containers like all the old fashioned shit and you're gonna fucking like scoop out a bunch of stuff into a bag. It's gonna be an obscene amount of money because it's always like seven eight dollars a fucking pound. Uh, what do you get? What do you get every time? Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Gummy bears. Because there's always some weird ass flavors in there that you can't just like get inside the mixed bag. Have you ever had the uh, Albanese gummy bears? I have not. The, I'm sorry. The what? Albanese. No. They sell them at Sheets. Uh, I don't know what Sheets is, because I'm from the Midwest. Sheets is like, the closest Sheets to me is like an hour away. Well, they're, uh, they're gummy bears. They come in 12 different flavors. And they, they taste like the flavors they're supposed to be. They actually taste like the flavor they're supposed to be? Yep. Aside from, like, actual German Haribos, not the American shit that you get here. I've, I've seen, seen these, too. These. Yeah, they're, they are fucking good. I like the blue ones. I like the uh, the pink ones. They are super. They are delicious. Yeah, you like them a little pink. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like that fresh pink. Mm. That pink grapefruit. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I hate this already. Uh, what what candies do you usually go for, Brian? If it's gummies, it's anything with a marshmallow. If it's a gummy marshmallow combo, I am I am a slut for marshmallow. <laughs> Marshmallow slut. Peach Brian. rings all day. Son. I like peach rings, and I also like the uh, the peach gummies that aren't the peach rings. You know what I'm talking about, like the little like round yeah. nubbins, the slices. Yeah, the slices. You know, you know. Okay, this this is weird. This is, I don't know if maybe it's just me, but like the store brand peach rings taste better than like the name brand peach rings. Yes, I would agree with that. Like, Trollo peach rings taste like ass compared to, like, CVS brand ones. Yeah. Uh, when I go to a candy store, I usually get a good mix of a bunch of shit, but it's always the same stuff, so I always get, like, I, I like chalky candy, so I always get, like, candy cigarettes, uh, fucking NECA wafers. <laughs> they, wait, they still, wait, hold on, they still make candy cigarettes? Hell yeah, dude, I had, that, I had, I had them fucking the other day. Great, yeah, I love that Take the shit. edge off a little bit. <laughs> take the edge off. Uh, <laughs> take the edge off that sweet sweet candy cigarette take a nice long drag um <laughs> did you ever get the bubblegum cigarettes no i always got the fucking chalky candy ones i got the bubblegum ones from the ice cream truck when i was a little kid nice uh and i got in trouble because like i had a pack of cigarettes like at school <laughs> but it was like candy and you got in trouble anyway like th- like I-, I got in trouble because they like thought it was like cigarettes i was like it's candy like i can open one here you go it's candy <laughs> I can imagine, like, little little five-year-old Kevin, teacher going, what is that you have there? And Kevin's like, bitch, it's a fucking candy cigarette. I was like, it's gum? I was like, I don't know what's... 
I don't know if this was the same everywhere, but like the candy, the bubblegum cigarettes we'd always get, you could blow through the uh, bubblegum inside the wrapper, yep, and the cornstarch or whatever it was packed in would come out and it looked like smoke. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't pretend like we were smoking. I've never had that. Oh, shit, I should fucking get one of those. Uh, I would also get sweet tarts and then I always get watermelon peach rings and then I get usually mini chico sticks because they're the best oh dude chico sticks oh my fucking mm. god that's one like, that's an old ass cane that my dad introduced me to and it's one of those things that like i eat all of the fucking time whenever i find them because you would never find them probably find them at like fucking cracker barrel yeah you have to go like cracker barrel maybe recently yeah but like when i lived in texas we moved from texas to maryland we could get chico sticks anywhere in texas we moved to maryland no one fucking knew what a Chico stick was. Yeah, I, I remember introducing Lauren to it, and I was just like, these are the fucking best. They're so good. It's peanut butter. And Wait, does this, I feel like this isn't candy, but, like, some shit that you, like, you can't find anywhere in the stores anymore. Like, fucking moon pies, dude. Oh, World Market. World Market has I them. see moon pies all the fucking time around here. World Market's part of part of my job. It's, yeah, it's one of our sister stores. Is that part of the Beyond? Yep. Yeah, I can go... To the grocery store. I can go to Wegmans. Hey, Wegmans, give us get us that uh sponsorship. Wegmans has so much cool shit. I was I there when love I love Wegmans so much. I went to Buffalo and I went there. If Wegmans sponsored this fucking show, I'd lose my fucking mind. Just recently, they started putting like a moon pie display at the uh, self checkout. So I was like, oh hey, check it out. Maybe you uh treat treat yourself. Get yourself a Just moon put pie. Your, put your tongue all up in that moon pie. One of my favorite teachers from high school. His, like, go-to snack was, like, a moon pie and an RC Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was about RC Cola, but, like, RC Cola has this very, very distinct, specific flavor that it only has. Yeah. And I always preferred it more than Coke. I was like, where the fuck do you even buy RC Cola besides, like, Walmart anymore? You have to go to, you have to go to Walmart, you have to go to, like, the fucking vending machine on the outside of Sam's like, Club. nobody widely sells RC Cola anymore. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had RC Cola I've had it like once. it's it's less sweet than Coke, uh, and it has a little weird like tang to it. Huh. Although one thing I can't find except for when I go to uh, Philadelphia is Big Red. I can't find Big Red here in Maryland. Big Red like the drink? Yeah, Big Red the drink. The, I uh, love Big Red cream soda. Big Red's fucking weird. I've seen I've seen it in a Wawa before. Did, I don't put any stock in a Wawa. Wawa sheets tops Wawa, Wawa every day. You guys have sheets in Wawa. We don't have that shit here. Uh, what? Yeah, we never have. We do. We don't have either of those. I don't know what either of those is. I love Wawa. Are they like? Are they like fucking Seven Elevens? Like, is that all it is? No, it shits on Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven can eat ass. I mean, like Seven Eleven's only good in Japan. Like American Seven Eleven is garbage. All the praise that Japanese Seven Elevens and convenience stores get is what Wawa and sheets get. It's like a step. Yeah, it's like a step below because it's good. Okay, but it's not like okay. top tier. Like. But also, like, if you go to Texas, just go to Bucky's because it's like this. Kevin, I don't know if I'm ever going to go to Texas, Kevin. You're going to go to Texas when you come visit me when I move. I don't know, man. It's Texas. No, you're going to come visit me when I move. <laughs> the only thing they don't like more in Texas than black people is brown people that Whoa. are Mexicans. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know, so man. So you're going to come visit me when I move, so it doesn't matter. Oh, God. It's going to be so hot, Kevin. <laughs> I'm addressing all you Texans out there, but when I was but a wee boy. But a wee boy. Living in San Antonio, there was a grape soda, and the logo was a bulldog. Through all my Google searching, I can't find it. If any of you know what it is, please tell me. You're like, I need, I need to know, to know what, what this is, because I have a nostalgia craving for this bulldog. I wonder if they, ma- what if they don't make it anymore, you just find it on like... They probably don't make it anymore, because I remember uh, getting swimming lessons... And then at the vending machine, that was the grape soda they had. So I'm like, oh, I need that. I need that delicious bulldog grape soda. Need that grape. That grape. Need that grape. Grape is the best fucking flavor. Except for like Robitussin grape flavor. Cause... Or Dimatap. Dimatap grape. I don't know, man. N- n- I- That's Dimatap, yeah. Uh, I used to drink like, that. Like recreationally? Like... I would, That's what the perp I would is, sneak, right? I would, no, it's not the perp. I would sneak into, like, the medicine cabinet and, like, swig it. <laughs> I was leaned out and I was, like, fucking six years old. No, it, okay, did you ever play the fucking stupid-ass game where you would make potions? Yep. 
And you would go in your fridge and just grab a bunch of shit that you could drink and just pour it into a fucking glass yeah. and try and drink it. Yep. You never did that? I would do I'd that get, all like, the time. You get like fucking maple syrup and blah. You sneak off and get like sir, like get Coke what and like all that? these other sodas and shit, and, like juice, and just mix no. it. And then you go to like the bathroom. I would go to the bathroom and grab Diamond Tap and like the f- like the final touch like of the fucking witch in Snow White just pouring the little drop of something and the fucking skull comes out. I always imagined that as I poured the Diamond Tap into the fucking potion and yep. then I drank it. I did that all the time. It never turned me into a shriveled old man though. Okay, so the best thing you can do. Have either of you ever heard of Spetsy or Mesomix? Yes. I don't know what that is. Spetsy is the best fucking thing in the world. Yes. You can't really make it here. Okay, so in Germany, you take Fanta and you take Coke and it's equal parts and you mix it in a cup and then you drink Which, it. Orange Fanta? Yep, Orange Fanta. You okay. can only get Orange Fanta in mm-hmm. uh, Europe, or at least when really? I was there. Um, I didn't know that. But, you get Iron Brew. Oh, fucking Iron Brew. Or uh, Ibina black current uh soft drink you've been a what get out of here fence <laughs> <laughs> but uh if you want it i, I would text <laughs> katie look I, i'm i'm frantically looking through google for this fucking soda i would text katie about it but like for that grape soda, soda. i know she's asleep You're like, i need to I'll find this now tomorrow but uh he if you want to make it here you can either get certain stores sell mesomix which is like a pre-mixed uh oh orange soda coke mixture or if you buy orangina yeah. and mexican coke and mix it orangina 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 is that an orange you can fuck yes yes <laughs> cool now that we've had our fun let's get into let's get real sad let's let's take it let's take it down a, a couple notches okay so Big food news, um, especially just food-related news. Um, Last week, uh, last Friday, uh, Anthony Bourdain committed suicide. Uh, It's been everywhere in the media for the past week or so. Um, It's a pretty big deal. A lot of people are like... I mean, especially it it followed two days after Kate's Yeah, it was, it's just, it's really sad. It's, it kind of like seemingly came out of nowhere for most people. Um, But it's one of those things that like, we're a food podcast. Uh, this is definitely something that we should discuss. So, uh, I'm not really sure how to go into this. Um, so, like, I think I think it's safe to say that everybody on this podcast has some form of mental issue or mental illness. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, we don't have to go in depth about what we have, but we all... My, shit, my shit's all over yeah. the place, though. Same here. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Got them, uh, them bad brain chemicals. No, I have hell brain on the regular basis. I have a uh, uh, butt brain. I'm making, I'm making very light of my own situation. This shit sucks. This applies to everyone and like the food service industry, but we all, everybody puts on a face. Like there's, everybody has something going on, and there's no way that anybody is happy all the time. Like it, like Anthony Bourdain, for example, he had he was running away from something, traveling. Uh, one of the main issues that he had was that everybody's life was going on without him while he was out doing his travel shows, and I'm sure that affected him on a larger scale than yeah. he led the media to believe. I mean, a lot of people find it hard to imagine that like somebody who essentially has like a lot of people's dream job uh could be like that sad as a person um fame fame does not make yeah it's one of the like it's it's definitely something that like has has become a little bit more prominent because like suicide rates are going up in the u.s and i think that's because of um the kind of crazy standard of living and stuff that is expected nowadays like it's as vocal as vocal as he was in the past year about the me too movement He's also been on record saying, like, he has hurt people personally Yeah. while he was in the kitchen because of that. The kitchen is, I don't want to say it's inherently toxic, but the culture makes I mean, it toxic. Th- I would say, like, the best way to describe it is, like, it's like a pirate ship. Everyone's just kind of, like, 
it's just foul language and just bullshit and just like abuse of many different sorts just kind of being hurled around uh and not really any kind of regard for any feelings in the kitchen i mean i know in my kitchen we use a lot of sarcasm to mask what we're trying to convey to other cooks and to our servers yeah which is not it's not a good situation to be in because you can't tell if you're just joking about somebody or if you're being serious and you're just trying to mask it with your sarcasm and like play it off i mean that's like that's just how i live my life (laughs) yeah like i when i do try to be straightforward with people they take it as a personal affront to their to their being like i'm being an asshole because i'm not joking around about their productivity or how they're performing it's hey you're a fucking piece of shit because i'm telling you hey maybe uh plan your day a little bit better so that we're not so behind every week i mean it's a lot of like especially in kids it's a lot of nitpicking at just like every little thing that you do like any anything that you yeah. do that could be like kind of used against you people usually take notice of it and will kind of like give you shit for it like even if it's anything like not that serious um i feel like it's like a constant tension of like combativeness the entire time that you're in a kitchen. A lot of it comes from pride because you take you take pride in taking care of people. You take pride in the food that you're putting out. You take pride in your skills. Oh yeah, e- ego too. I mean, ego definitely comes into play. Like you want to come off as being the best at what you do, but at the same time, if somebody is, you feel like somebody is performing below the standard you set for yourself then of course you're going to get mad at them. And of course you're going to like, you're going to get a little of course hostile, you're gonna get hostile with them. Call them out. But what they're doing in their eyes is on the same level as you. Let's, um, yeah, let's talk some stats about this whole situation. Let's, cause looking at this, this is depressing. Like this yeah. is really bad. I mean, I think I'll make this document, uh, public on the Twitter um, I've already pinned a tweet to the Chefs with Issues resource link uh, with all the different resources, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. Yeah. But there's like no official survey about uh, mental health in the food service industry. But uh, thanks to Chefs with Issues and their informal survey, uh, we have these great stats. Um, well, not great, but we have some idea about what the issues are in food service. Uh, So 84.8% of restaurant managers and kitchen staff report depression. 72.9% report anxiety and 50% report substance abuse. Oh, those are extremely high. Yeah, those are extreme. We are, I think, third when it comes to alcohol abuse in the industry behind mining and construction. Yeah, I mean, and then we are first when it comes to uh, drug abuse and illicit substance issues. Yeah, I think we're up there with like doctors and police officers, <laughs> which is pretty fucked up when you think about it. Like these, those are people that are like have to deal with people's lives being in danger, and then we fucking cook food. I mean, like. Well, you can look at, like, people that, like, we, we, like, I mean, we all focus on, like, certain chefs that we all follow and stuff. Like, even look at, like, like, look at Maddie. Like, he had, he, like, it's, like, between stress and, like, alcoholism and stuff. Like, he had a stroke where he was, like, in his mid-20s. Yeah. I mean, just, like, all his drinking and drug use and all the other shit, too. Like, and I, I would be lying if I, if I said that, like, it's definitely something that I didn't see. Like, I definitely aware of people doing that kind of shit and it's pretty like it's pretty common like a lot of the people that i know in the industry are just like they drink excessively a lot i mean even andrew zimmer uh he's mentioned on his show many a time that he was homeless and he was a drug addict and alcohol or alcoholic like it it affects people closer than you think yeah i mean like even though they're masking it on, I, I took it. Television. I took it in my own hands to like stop drinking, just because I recognized that it was becoming 
an issue. Like it was just not good. And uh, I've been I haven't had a drink in like almost two years, but like it's not the norm for somebody in this industry. I still get like people still get kind of weird about it sometimes. But then again, like the drinking culture in this country is already kind of fucked up as it is. Well, I mean, drinking culture kind of goes hand in hand with hand in hand, not ham and ham, uh, with like toxic masculinity. Yeah. Because if you're trying to be the kitchen with chefs, it's all about being masculine and being the guy in charge. Being fucking chingon. Yep. Uh, but if you're masculine, you gotta drink. If you don't drink, then you're not masculine. If you're not masculine, then you're not in charge of whatever it is you're in charge of. If you're, you're not in charge of the kitchen, if you're in charge of, you know, your office, if you're in charge of your construction site, whatever it is. Gotta handle your shit. You gotta be a big, strong man. I mean, a lot of it is how the media portrays masculinity and how boys are raised, but that's a totally different podcast for a different day. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I definitely participated in the whole, like kind of overly machismo bullshit that goes on in kitchens. Cause like, it's, you get caught up in it. It's fun. Like it's fun. It's just dudes being like fucking shitty dudes to each other. And like, as long as no one's feelings are hurt, it well, I mean, usually that's the issue ends is that up all right. Feelings do um, end up being hurt. Yeah, yeah. But once feelings come into play, then like it tends to get a little serious, and like things get heated, and like you're working around fucking knives and fire and other stuff, and like people can get injured. And like that's I've definitely like witnessed like people flip out and fights and shit occur because of like feelings. It is one of the. It feels like one of the the weirdest industries to like get into an altercation with your coworkers with because of that because of the fact you work with like knives and you you work essentially about around a bunch of shit that could just kill you. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like pr- pretty quickly and easily too. It's just fucked up. Um, I mean, also we're in an industry that takes care of other people, but we're not taking care of ourselves yeah. as often as we <clears throat> should. And I mean, part of the the biggest um response in this survey on chefs with issues which if you're in the food service industry i recommend you take so that this website has a better idea of how many people are struggling with mental illness um the biggest response is they don't try to seek help or they don't talk to anybody about it because they're afraid of being perceived as weak yeah I mean, that also coupled with the fact that, like, most people that work in the restaurant industry are broke as fuck. Um, yes. Like, the people that come out way with the most money at the end of the night are the bartenders and the waiters and the waitresses. If you work in the kitchen, you're broke. You're probably getting paid fucking minimum wage to work anywhere from, like, 50 or below to, like, minimum wage. Yeah. Like, 50 to, like, 70. Like, I worked, I worked 70, 80-hour weeks before. I worked, like, a, 90, a couple 90-hour weeks. Like, it was fucking shit. But like, yeah, definitely. I remember a time period where like you and I never talked because all you did was work. Yeah, and like it was, it sucked because like I I didn't really see Lauren and like I just fucking was working all the time. It was like okay, cool. Like a, a twelve hour day was normal. A fourteen hour day was pretty regular too. Like I, it sucked, and it was and like I was getting paid what like for the longest time I was getting paid eleven dollars an hour to do all that to put out food that was like recognized like michelin recognized like bib gourmand food and like i was busting my ass and like and making it every fucking day. and it was just like okay cool 11 dollars an hour plus on top of the fact that even though there are all these people with like fucking mental health issues and fucking alcohol problems or substance abuse problems none of us have insurance most of the time I must say most places don't give insurance yeah like and we can't afford it because like we're getting paid fucking pennies as it is I mean, going to some more stats from Chefs with Issues, like one in six restaurant workers, which is like about like 16%, uh, is officially below the poverty line. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, so I was, if you work I was in a kitchen with six people, for a little bit, I one think. of y'all is below the poverty line. Yeah. 14.4% of restaurant workers received health insurance from their employer. Four, 14. Yep, compared to like 48% 
of of other workers in other fields. Um, About fifty percent, like unionized of- restaurants, forty one percent receive health insurance. And seeing a unionized restaurant is not a very common thing because we'll take. I mean, it's like that's like hotels. It's either like hotels or restaurant group restaurants. And the thing with kitchens is that we'll take anybody. Like if you can, yeah. if you can wash a dish, we'll take you. If you can chop an onion, we'll take you. If you're it willing to learn stuff, we'll definitely take you. Because like it's 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 sad for the fact that like for one, these people aren't getting healthcare as is. It's period. Like that's horrible in this country that nobody's getting healthcare like they should. But the fact that most people that work in this industry are below poverty and can barely put food on the table when they're working to put, like you said, like Michelin food out for people and you can't make a living wage. That's insane. And that would make me, that would make me go, that would make me go fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people deteriorate over time. And like, I, if I had kept up with that, I probably would have probably like, I would have had a hard time not doing that either. Well, when I was doing the research for this, as of June 8th, 2018, um, that's when they introduced the possibility of removing uh, all the protections that the American Care Act put in place against insurance and uh, industry, insurance industry or insurance company for pre-existing conditions. So before the uh, Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, insurance companies could, rem- they could deny you coverage or they could remove your coverage for any number of what they would consider pre-existing conditions uh among them including anxiety depression and for some reason fucking yep there cancer. you go and coincidentally uh guess what the kid the food service industry gives you anxiety and depression so if those protections are removed and you can just get cancer like nobody nobody fucking can prevent that shit so that's that's insane, man. That's that's in that's fucking insane. I've actually, like I, I've never I've had anxiety problems in general, but I've never really had a whole lot of problems with anxiety in the kitchen. I did have a panic attack on the line once, and that was rough. Dude, my my first week working at a bakery, that's when I discovered I had anxiety, and that's when I had my first panic attack. Because I had maybe five days of training working with this company. And then I was left solo. And they're like, here, bake all the bread for today. It's a two-man crew. One does prep for that night. And then for the next day, one person bakes all the bread for that morning. I was doing prep work. And I wasn't keeping up with the uh, experienced baker's like timeline. And so he, like, yelled at me for some shit because I was, like, 15, 30 minutes late. So I was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was hyperventilating. And then, like, at the end of it, it, I took maybe 10 minutes. And I, like, I fucking threw up because I was so stressed out over all this responsibility that was being put on me because I was putting him behind. Yeah. And then I tried to talk to – I was still living with my parents at the time – I tried to talk to my yeah. mom about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, welcome to adulthood. That's that's just what you have to deal with. Yeah, I uh, I was on the line. We were in the middle of, like, a really crazy uh, dinner rush, and I don't remember exactly what set me off, but, like, all of a sudden, like, I started feeling lightheaded, and I was like, I'm standing in front of a grill right now. I really can't afford to be lightheaded. <laughs> so I tried to finish all of the tickets that I had. I, I went for about... 20 minutes before I was just like, I, I can't be in here anymore. So I like, I waved over chef and I was just like, Hey, I'm going to go out back. I can't do this right now. Uh, and I went out back and I was like hyperventilating and I had to like wait till I chilled out and I was like trying to smoke a cigarette to calm down so I could go back in and finish service. Um, so I took like 10, 15 minutes, hyperventilated in a fucking paper bag, uh, tried to smoke a cigarette, didn't work out. And then I just went back and fucking finished up. Cause like it's service, it's busy. I have to fucking like put plates out. Uh, but like afterwards I, I felt like shit. Cause I was just like, I, I've never had that happen in the midst of work like that before. 
and it was not not super fun especially since like it was really fucking hot and i was like i'm in front of a fryer and a grill and an oven and it's just like okay cool just like hot it's hot i'm sweating to death and i'm about to freak out and then the other thing about working in this industry is this is what i experienced being a baker for six years i worked uh third shift i worked from 10 p.m to 6 a.m that fucked me up probably more than whatever stress was put on me working in the kitchen just because i had to sleep i mean your body your like your body isn't used like human body isn't supposed to do that no it's not because like it was stressful even trying to get to a doctor's appointment if the doctor doesn't open until eight i get off of work at six and usually i get home sleep right when i get home maybe at 6 30 7 o'clock um having to stay up for you know two additional hours plus however many hours it takes at the doctor or if i need to do shopping at a store that isn't you know open until nine o'clock yeah you have to stay up you have to stay up and wait for it and that cuts into your time you could sleep yep and then it just makes you it makes you into a, a zombie like you're just running on autopilot and then you you can you know you're not the person that you were you know before you started sleeping at night being awake during the day it makes you miserable it makes you sleepy it makes you fatigued like and i mean it it i didn't realize i had depression before i started working night shift but hey uh turns out working night shift fucks with your depression because you don't get that uh good good vitamin d that you need yeah Yeah. i mean that makes sense so just trying to plan your life around you know eight hours at minimum working in a kitchen it's it's hard and then trying to plan you know at least i think the least amount of sleep i ever got uh was maybe two hours god i feel like that would be miserable i've done like i've done like four hours and then worked a shift but like fucking two just sounds terrible like i forget the string of events that led to it but i had to take my mom to a doctor's appointment down in bethesda they kept pushing her back because they had certain appointments that were more important than her i got off of work at six drove her down to bethesda uh for her appointment at nine o'clock and then we were just there until like 8 p.m and then i had to be at work at 10 o'clock i slept for two hours and then i went into work jesus and did a full shift and i felt like i was dying and you felt like you're dying (laughs) i could hardly breathe i had maybe uh we had espresso on tap where you just you, you press a button and then espresso gets pumped out. I think the largest uh, paper cup we had was a 24 ounce. Jesus. So you were just like loaded had with caffeine. 24 ounces of espresso that night. Fucking vibrant. Yeah, I was, I was that episode Christ. of Futurama where uh, Fry drinks 100 cups of coffee. Like, yeah, Jesus. It, it was self destructive. Shaking. And it's, it's like, there's a weird, it's, it sucks because there's a weird sense of, like, pride and accomplishment that people tout around when, like, they talk about how tired they are. Oh, yeah. Or, like, oh, like, oh, I partied till, like, fucking, I went out drinking till 4 in the morning till the 4 a.m. bars were up. Then I went home and I drank some more. I got, like, three hours of sleep and now I'm back here fucking, like, smoking a cigarette ready to work on the whole fucking, like, another 12, 14-hour shift. Well, I mean, I think the longest I ever stayed up straight was one year my friends and I decided we wanted to go to, uh, we decided to go to CatsCon one year. Uh, and I stayed up 48 hours because I had finished a shift at my job uh so i was up from at least 7 p.m worked the eight hours drove up to uh pasadena up in maryland uh stayed up for another couple hours to work on my shitty uh cue ball trainer from pokemon cosplay uh stayed up 
to work on that, drove to uh, National Harbor. So that was maybe like two hours from where they were. Stayed up for registration. And then by 7 p.m., I think that Friday, I was like, I was out because I didn't realize I'd been out up for 48 hours. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, hey, uh, I missed a whole day of a con that I paid, you know, what, with hotel and registration, maybe $200 for. Because I'm killing myself with my job. Like, it was, it was a miserable time. Because you're busy killing yourself with your job. Yeah, I don't, I don't miss that. Uh, I would say I'm a lot happier now that I have the schedule that I do. Um, I mean, like, I still have some early days, but it's not too bad. And, like, my other days are 9 to 5. And, like, I'm not working, like, any more than, like, 50 hours a week max. And I'm actually making, like, a decent amount of cash now. Like, I, I definitely, once, once I stopped drinking and once I had a little bit more of a schedule where I could actually spend some time with, like, friends and family and Lauren, I feel like I got a lot happier with everything. I think I think this is one of the reasons I don't think I would do the food service industry in all honesty. I think this is one of the main reasons. Yeah, I'm a lot happier now that I changed my position, I guess, or I changed my field because I'm not a baker anymore. I was two years ago, I quit the bakery I was at and I applied for this position at the kitchen I'm in now. How long have you been there? I've been at this kitchen for two years now. I'm a lot happier because I get to work during the day. I think the earliest I have to wake up, is, like it's still shitty because I have to wake up at like 3.30 in the morning to get there at 5 because it's a half hour drive. The bakery I was at, they didn't promote me worth shit. They had me train everybody and then they had me open different locations that they were that they needed new people, like people who didn't yeah. even know what a kitchen looked like to be trained. Yeah. Which is always fun. Yeah, it's Just always fun. People are completely green. I love training greenhorns because you get to teach them bad habits. Bad habits and shortcuts that they shouldn't be I mean, knowing. Kevin's doing that where he's training people soon, right? Yeah, so I'm training people now. Yeah, I'm training people now. And I, I've i never been more anxious to be around my coworkers before. It's, it's my... So, I, like, my anxiety is high as shit being around... First, being around new people as is. Like, if, if I'm around new people, I get insanely nervous, point blank. Like, you're you're new to me. I don't know you. Don't know what kind of person you are. Don't know what kind of shit you talk about. Like, that, all that shit just runs through my mind meeting a new person. So, for me, meeting you to having to teach you how to work here is insane. Like, the biggest problem I have when I train people or when I... I mean, it probably applies to everybody when they work in a new kitchen or office or anything is being afraid of stepping on people's toes because they're they've done something one way for the longest time and then you tell them oh hey like maybe try doing it this way or like oh i was taught to do it another way and they get they get so fucking God, offended get mad about that shit because like I, i've said it before like i i work with what are essentially old lunch ladies um, a lot of them have either left because they felt like they were too old or they've retired, which is the situation with whatever cooks who left recently. They had such a prejudice against me because I went to school for cooking instead of like actually going into a kitchen. And because you were younger than them. Yeah, and because I'm younger than them because they were like in their 60s and I'm here being, when I got hired, I was uh, 27. And, like, trying to teach them, like, not to do, like, old lady shit, like, overcooking vegetables and not, and not salting pasta water and uh, even showing them shit like, oh, hey, you can open the vent on this oven and then there's a browning setting on this oven that you can use so that when you want to roast vegetables, they don't turn into soggy pieces of shit and they'll actually turn into roasted you know zucchini broccoli whatever and they look at me like yeah and they'll actually have some like yeah. color and, and they'll look good. at me like i'm like a fucking dog who just learned how to speak english like you just fucking told them something fucking insane 
they are no they were notorious like pointer finger knife holders like the they hold their they hold their index finger on the spine of the knife instead of holding oh, it like on the handle that. or using like a pinch grip and i told him hey maybe like hold your knife like this and try cutting you know an onion or zucchini or whatever the fuck it was they were cutting i mean honestly it is it is really really difficult to like for me to watch anybody use a knife because like i don't want to be ageist or whatever but like they they have or had arthritis and they had like carpal tunnel and i'm like hey if you want to like relieve some stress off your hand just like hold it like this or hold it like this and they're like i've been doing this for 40 years i don't need your help i don't need you to tell me nothing college boy and i'm like okay all right just i'm trying to help you out i'm not trying to boss you around or anything just just fucking chill out so like whenever you try to tell somebody anything different from what they already know or what they're used to like they get they get offended yeah yeah i'm not looking forward to two weeks from now uh i have to go to training for a new system in, in the store uh and then i get to teach every single person in my store how to do this new shit it's gonna be fun right yeah it's gonna be a good time <sighs> it's gonna be shitty <sighs> I think I drank my heaviest when I worked retail originally. <laughs> uh, and I've, like, very much slowed down how much I drink. Like, I, I had a glass of wine earlier today, and I was like, I was done. Like, it wasn't, like, tipsy or anything, but I was like, that's enough for me. I'm good. And I'm just, like, afraid of, like, what that's going to do to me. <laughs> just quit drinking. Fucking smoke that weed. Fucking get super high. Fucking 420 fucking blaze it, motherfuckers. I just, I don't know. It's it's like I and I've been having like I went to the doctors like a week ago because it was like I was having like my blood pressure was like insanely high and I've never had high blood pressure. And like when she was like she was like you have a decent diet. She was like did you start a new job? I was like yeah I started a new job and I'm like training people. So you're like it's stress. It's it's like work related stress. It's like driven my blood pressure to like very dangerous levels lately. Tell tell it to stop. Tell it. Just be like, hey, you fucking cut it out. Yeah, just tell your blood pressure to, like, calm down a little bit. I wish. I wish, man. I wish that shit was that easy. Tell it to drink some chamomile tea. 420 plays it. And then I think I, I, I come from the opposite spectrum of, of Bryant, where he said, you know, he had, like, older people. Where I have a ton of younger people uh, who are much younger than I am. And it's just, like, it's it's trying to teach, like, a kid to walk. But the kid can talk back to you. <laughs> then you hit him. God, I wish. <laughs> Dude, I get that too. Like, I don't know how many kids, like, like between 18 and 16 that I've had to teach how to mop and sweep. They never learned. Like, and then, like, you teach them and they go, I don't know why I need to fucking learn this. Somebody else can do it. Like, it's your, it, you're getting paid to do this. That's why you got to learn it. If you want to earn your money then you gotta learn how to sweep and mop. Now, we do have somebody at our store who does, like, we have a woman that comes, like, think for, like, the last four days of the week that does clean at night um, at the end of the shifts. But last weekend, she was gone, so it was up to me and one other girl who worked in the front to clean the store. Like, to, like, clean, like, pretty much clean the bathrooms. Like, this really wouldn't need to be clean. Um, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Just show me where all the shit is. I can do it. Whatever. And I cleaned, like, the men's room. She was supposed to do the ladies' room. So I do my shit. I've done it, like, five minutes. Like, I was like, I know how to clean the fucking bathroom. This is fast. Um, I get done. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take over the desk while you do this. And, like, every two minutes, she asks me for some shit. Like, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? And, like, you're in your 20s. How do you not know how to how fucking clean this? a bathroom? Like, I understand that this is a public bathroom. I get that. It's astounding. It's, it's great. It's the best. I love it. I love it. I just, uh... Probably not well. That shit blows my mind, dude. I don't. The the stupidity of people that you work with is is insane. It's like how do you fun how do you function as a fucking adult? I hate that this episode's been like. I know we were like in the very first episode we were talking about like the shit talking we wanted to do, but this has been like a lot of shit talking. <laughs> the, oh, this this industry is pretty rough. 
it's it's a machine that will chew people up and spit them out. That's why I said like it's it's an industry that I I I couldn't work in it for the fact that like I couldn't deal with that much stress all the time every single day. Like it's bad enough for me working in retail during this. I couldn't do that working in a kitchen. I couldn't because I would stab somebody. See, the thing that I, I thought was kind of weird though is like I didn't know that I had it in me, and once I realized that I I could kind of thrive in that environment, it was kind of I felt kind of badass. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's part of the reason why I love this. I love I love the stress and I love that you're put in these situations where you feel like you're being crushed and then at the end of the day you succeed and it's that like gratification of like, all right, I I did this today, I can do it tomorrow. Yeah, I killed this shit. And you you accomplish something on a daily basis. Like that's how I feel when I leave work most days. Like I feel like great like doing the shit that I do because like I, I'm it's all like you guys, it's a you guys are doing a different part of the service industry, but I'm also providing a service to people, and I feel great at the end of the day doing that. Um, and I feel accomplished some days when I do some great shit at work, but like I don't think we need the kitchen stress from two people living in the same house. I don't want to come home to my girlfriend every day, both of us dealing with kitchen stress because we might kill each it's other. The best. I mean, I'd like to go over some other stats just to put this in like some kind of objective perspective instead of all of us like giving what we've experienced some serious stress causing factors in this industry that have been recorded this is courtesy of the economic policy institute the restaurant industry currently employs 5.5 million women and 5.1 million men in this industry uh they earn between 10 and 18 dollars an hour and that's about 17 17.2 percent lower than similar workers outside the restaurant industry Servers make on average $2.13 per hour, and then that difference is supposed to be made up in tips. Um, and if it's not, which it usually isn't, uh, it's supposed to be made up by the kitchen that they work in, uh, which it also usually isn't because tips are made in cash. Cash isn't counted against the kitchen, and they pocket it. And then, of course, if you don't report it, you don't get taxed on it. As Kevin mentioned earlier, one in six restaurant workers, or 16.7%, live below the poverty line. 14.4% of restaurant workers receive health insurance. I want to I wanna go back to the poverty line thing just real, real quick. I want to touch on that real quick. It, so take this, take this into perspective, honestly. One out, of the, one out of the six people that work in a kitchen cannot afford the food that they make understand how bullshit that is i'm lucky enough that two of the places i've worked at have supplied some kind of meal plan for me like when i worked at the bakery they allotted me like ten dollars a night for a meal where i'm at now i get two meals a day if you're working at a restaurant and they're not giving you some kind of food while you're working for them then you need to get out see we just had to like we had to we had staff meal before service and i would just have to like quickly shove like a pint of food in my face over a garbage can like really fast while i was like doing prep so that i could actually have something to eat before like service started well i mean even if it's staff meal like they need to be feeding you if you're yeah. gonna be making that food for other people they gotta feed you with that same food i mean if they're not gonna pay you enough to afford food for yourselves they need to feed you and like these stats don't include undocumented workers or immigrants and they make up about 20 percent of the work which like in, in uh in maryland i don't know if you saw bryant like the price of like crab meat it's just gonna skyrocket because there's no migrant workers to work in the crabbing industry this season well i mean the same thing goes to, across the whole country there's no migrant immigrants or migrant workers working in any sort of fields or fruit orchards or vegetable crops to harvest the food because ice is harvesting so them when, all up. So when you're paying $40 for a single orange but you hate brown people, I don't understand. It's going to be super great. Is it, is it, ugh, I hate what this industry does. I hate everything. Everything? Hate everything. everything. Cool. Now on that note, <laughs> it's a happy episode. It started out happy. It got it went downhill real fast. Look, takeaway from this is to 
If you work in a very shitty environment that doesn't take care of you, get out. Peace out. Bye. Gone. Um, if if in some way, shape, or form, if you can afford to seek some kind of mental help and you need it, go for it. If you can't, you have someone. I guarantee you, someone who you can talk to, to even just to just air it out. Even even just saying your problems to somebody without without needing the response helps so much write it down just write it down and throw it in the trash like that shit helps so much please take care of yourselves there are so many free resources available to people that they might not know about or they feel that isn't available to them but they are like national suicide hop uh prevention lifeline is available to you. National Alliance on Mental Health is available to you. Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, that's available to you. There is, even if it's going to an AA meeting at a church basement, you know, that is available to you. They'll take you in no matter what your situation is, even if you're not an alcoholic. If you just need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Where, where, where can we find you guys? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kev Bobbitt. Uh, you can also find me on uh, my other show, Shonen Trash, which is currently on hiatus. Uh, but that will be back next month. And you can find me on my third show, uh, Bonus Stage. We just recorded our second episode. That'll be up next week. Uh, or by the time this is out, actually, it'll be out. Uh, we're talking about E3, because E3 was this week. And... Video games are some video games are cool shit. That that's very nice. That's good to talk about. Where can we find you, Brent? Uh, you can find me at coffee underscore condor on Twitter. I shit post a lot, uh, mainly questions for the uh, Shonen Trash podcast. Um, but if I could, I'd like to ramble off some uh, resources for people in the food service industry. So Chefs with Issues has resources that are linked in their website for. Uh, various mental health issues. If you're in North Carolina, South Carolina, or Georgia, you can go to bensfriendshope.com. They offer mental health services uh, and grants for local charities. Bigtable.com for the Spokane and Seattle, Washington area. Thegivingkitchen.org. Um, the heirloomfoundation.org. They offer mental health and grants for local communities. Like I said earlier, National Suicide Hotline in America, National Alliance on Mental Health. If you're looking for specifically stuff in the food service industry, restaurantrecovery.org, chefrecovery.net, christyhanson.com, or excuse me, christyharrison.com, nyfarmnet.org for New York farm families. If you're in Chicago, un 86 Org. There are so many free resources for you guys. If you're in the food service industry, if you need mental health assistance, please get it. Vince, where can we find you? Well, you can find me at Vince. Uh, it's V-E-E-N-C-E uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I haven't really been doing shit. I've just been posting stupid stuff like uh, ham flashlights on Twitter. Thank you to Megan Rhodes. That's at Meg Rhodes GD on Twitter for the logo. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. I know it was a little, uh, a little bit darker of an episode this week, um, but we appreciate it. Join us next time for the benefits of self-lubricating ham fleshlights. Woo! Bye, guys. Next time. Bye. See ya. Bye.